We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. So, Rodney Wood. Kyle Jackson. <laughs> we haven't come in like that in a while. We have not. Um, this is going to be a pretty raw podcast. So it's it's it's, it's late. Uh, you know, we've already rolled out a couple of podcasts, a couple of good topics, I think. Um, but something we've been talking about is, uh, and it's generally my arena. It's generally something that I'm. Yeah. Well, actually, when we when we discussed doing this podcast, I uh, I was like, well, why do we need to do that podcast? That's what you do, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, but. I mean, one of the things about it is, you know, we work. Uh, tonight, for example, you know, we like I said, we've already rolled out a couple of podcasts. Um, it's late in the evening. You know, we kind of have to do this at night, so we're not taking away family time mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So we've got kids and wives asleep, and we're sitting here hammering out podcasts. And, you know, we get to thinking, you know, well, we got these hunts coming up, right? And we've got to start preparing for them. And we wanted to do a hunt prep podcast you know mm-hmm. we've kind of done some in the past and uh we wanted to do another one this year and i thought well let's let's roll with the angle of of what do we need to do rather than what did we do yeah um, well so so kind of like so here's here's also an interesting thought on that uh there's we're not trying to we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here we're not trying to duplicate or copy anybody there's there's a million uh, YouTube videos out there about what's in my pack and what mm-hmm. am I preparing and and we've we thought about doing that early on and I just it, there's so many out there it it in my mind it we're not going to do you as listeners or you know somebody watching or listening or you know um, people who follow this this podcast we're not going to do you any favors by by doing that again. No. Uh, and I don't really want to. <laughs> no. Because I have certain things in my pack. But what's more important is what it takes to get you to the hunt, not necessarily what you, what's in your pack on the hunt. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's the preparation that gets you there and really sets you up for a successful hunt. Yep, more so than the actual gear that you're carrying. It, it's the preparation that I put into figuring out which hunts we're going to apply for that has led to the success of uh, that we have had in drawing tags. Yeah, um, and that's and that's really what this is going to be about. Is um, we haven't started preparing for uh, for this hunt, so we've got. Uh, uh, just one more time that we get to shout it out. We got a two B archery tag. Um, <laughs> they're gonna get tired of hearing that, right? Right. They're gonna get mad at us. They're gonna, especially the ones that didn't draw tags. They're gonna get real mad at us because we've been telling them to quit crying about it, and then we've been bragging about the the tags that we have drawn. Um, and we and we, on a side note, we do feel for those that didn't draw tags. Absolutely. I I I feel horrible, and and a lot of those people that didn't draw tags have done the work. 
Mm-hmm. They've they've researched the odds and they've researched the areas and and they've done things to increase their odds and help them draw tags and they still aren't drawing tags, and that absolutely happens. And I I, I do want to mention that because we do kind of harp on them when they complain about not drawing tags. There's well, an I'm, awful I'm, lot of luck that goes yeah, into it. And I'll clarify, we're not we're not harping on on people no. that complain about not drawing tags. We're harping on people that complain about not drawing tags that put in for the same unit every single year. And every it's a high year. demand unit and blah, blah, blah. Correct. And, and that, and that is, and cause, and I know people like that. I'm not just speaking in generalities here. I know people that are putting in for, um, you know, two B two C via caldera, via caldera. They're not putting in for any, um, opportunity. You know, opportunity hunts. I know people that only apply for hunts in their backyard, and their backyard is a very hard hunt to draw. And nothing um, wrong with that. And, yeah, and that's fine. If that's what you want to do, man, do it. But it often isn't going to work out. Yeah. That's going to happen. But you can also do all of the work and and take the extra steps to increase your odds and still not draw those tags. It it happens. Um, we've been very lucky. I know. I know. We say that I have have um, done a lot of work to increase those odds, but that's all I've done is everything that I can do to increase the odds, and the rest is luck. Mm-hmm. We drew two B two times in the past four years, and the and that's our first choice hunt. That's luck. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've drew what four elk tags in the past five years. Yeah. Um, but that's not all luck because several of those hunts were opportunity hunts. Mm-hmm. They were extremely hard, extremely high odds of drawing, but extremely hard hunts. And that's fine because yeah. that's what we wanted. Um, and, and for those people that just want to hunt in their backyards and still can't draw a tag, you know, man, I feel sorry for you. Um, I, those are the ones, like you said, that, that – when they complain, it's just like, you know, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, but then there's others that, that, like I said, they're trying and still not having the success. And I really feel bad for them. Yeah. Um, having said all that, we drew two B archery gear tag for January. Uh, we're not blowing up any units. Everybody knows that's one of the premier units in the state. Non-residents know that that's one of the premier units in the state. It's a great hunt. One of the best hunts in the state um, it may not as be as good as it was, you know, 10 years ago, but it's still a great hunt. Uh, I can attest to it. I've been there. I yeah. know it is cause I've hunted it. Um, there's tons of opportunity for big deer in that unit. And that's what we're going to do right now is we're going to talk about what we have to do as tired as we are, as much as we want to just go to bed, we're going to. We're going to talk about, we're going to go ahead and hammer out some of the things that we know we need to do um, to get prepared for the hunt and hope that that will help you get motivated to get prepared for your hunt. Yeah. Um, number one place to start, in my opinion, is request those days off. <laughs> um that's a at, good that's at, a good starting place. At this mm. point in time right now you should have already done that. You should be requesting those days off because if especially if you've got a great hunt drawn um and it's a you know it's not just a weekend hunt. Um 
you don't want to lose the opportunity to hunt or to spend time on a great tag because you didn't request the days off and get them approved before somebody else requested those days off to go um, on vacation or something that's or go hunting themselves right i mean yeah i mean honestly you work with a bunch of guys that i mean exactly that they the the guy that works in your office gear gear junkie jerry yep he puts in for hunts every year um and you can't run that office with both of you gone nope so and it and that's you know and and my my situation is unique because you know uh, jerry is a buddy of mine and we do work together a lot mm-hmm. to help each other. Sure. As hunters helping hunters. Hopefully we're doing that, yeah. Yeah. And but but not everybody has that situation. No. You know, uh not everybody has those opportunities. I mean, e- even you, you know, you're learning with you and your job. You you've got specific like you didn't put in for elk with us. I you, didn't. You're hoping that you can go hunting elk with us, but you have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So, to me that's the starting point. Um because you can't go on your hunt if you don't have the days off. Yeah. Period. End of discussion. Yeah. So. Well, I guess you can. Uh, well, at least your job. Gonna, you <laughs> might lose your job and not get paid. Whatever. Calling, calling in sick is not really a cool option. <laughs> um, so the first thing that I would say to do is request your time off. Yeah. All right. So now that we're past that, we got to get ready for the hunt. So. Yeah. All right, Kyle. So, like I said, we're not we're not we're not looking at this from a. So this is. What should, I'll tell you, we're not looking been, at this from a what should we do or a. Although we did just what, do that with have the time we off, done? Um, or not what have done. What do we need to do, Kyle? Yeah, that's so that's where we're coming at this I'll, from. So, what do we need to do? I I told you before we before we started the the recording on the podcast. I was like, oh, I'm not really in a, a mentally in a place where I'm ready to do this. And, mm-hmm. and that was part of the reason for doing the podcast. But having said that, <clears throat> looking, looking at since we knew that we were going to draw, since we knew that we drew that, mm-hmm. that hunt, I have, I have absolutely one thing on my mind mm-hmm. that I've had on my mind since I've known that we drew that hunt. Yeah. I'm guessing you, you I, can guess I what it is. No, right where you're going. Um, I I need I need a new bow. Yep. Um the bow that I have is a good bow, but I am not confident enough in that bow out past 50 yards and I want every opportunity that I have. I'm again, I'm only going to shoot as far as I can comfortably shoot with any bow that I've got. Yep. But I know for certain with that bow that my odds of making a good ethical shot uh decreased past dr- even 40 yards. 40 yards ju- decreased dramatically yeah <clears throat> it's an older bow <clears throat> the arrows that i have are heavy at the very least i would need new arrows for yeah. that bow but i really want a new bow to uh so that i can start practicing yeah and getting getting used to the new bow getting everything dialed in <clears throat> and i have a tendency per- i know i have a tendency per- to procrastinate yep and I don't want to get to the point where I've I've either got to make a decision of I need to arrows or I just don't want to have to get to that point where I where I'm too late to do right. anything right and I'm and hunting I, with the same bow same arrows and I don't and I don't know um, 
you know, I don't know exactly when this podcast is going to drop, but as we're recording it, it's May. Yeah. Okay. So it's May. You've got June, July, August, September, October, November, December, seven months, which seems like forever. Seems like a lot of time. Seems like forever. But in about two days, you're going to have a month to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really how it works with this, especially like you said, or, or like we've said on this podcast a hundred times, we are, we're, we're working men. Yeah. I mean, we're not professional hunters. That's, this is not our career. It's not what we do for a job. We don't hunt for a living. We, we hunt because we love it. We have careers. We have families. We have other responsibilities. So those things get tend to get pushed to the back burner if we let them. Um, so, so you're exactly right. Making sure that, that you've got, you know, everything that you need, uh, if, that you've made that decision and that you get your bow here. Well, and, uh, and here's the other component to it is <clears throat> anymore uh, a, a bow is, <laughs> uh, uh, we talked, like uh, you can get a shotgun, you can start, you could start, um, you know, waterfowl hunting or, uh, you can get a shotgun for a couple hundred bucks and, and get into a sport. Archery is, is very much different. You know, a compound bow, you're looking at a thousand dollars on the low end. Well, to to get started with, with my next step, I'm talking about me. Your next step. For my next step. I started out with a bow that was, it fit me at the time. It fit what I needed. Exactly. You know, um, it was kind of that beg, steal, and borrow. I traded you or bought it from you. Yep. It was hand-me-down from you from another guy. Yeah. And But it worked for me, and I killed an elk with I killed my yep. first elk with that bow. Yeah. Um, but for my next step, yep. that $1,000 is probably the low end of what I what I feel like I need. And that's a, you're exactly right. And so I need and, to start budgeting for that. And, and we talk about that all the time, um, beg, steal, and borrow. Yeah. And, and, and you're exactly right. You You've got my old bow, and I went from that bow to my current bow, which I'm perfectly happy with. It's going to last me another five or seven years, um, if not longer. It's a great bow. Um, I shoot an Elite, and I love it. It's fast. Uh, it's heavy hitting. Uh, it fits me. There's plenty of other good bows out there, you know, Matthews, Hoyt, all of that stuff, but Hoyt fits my personal preferences. Elite. Or Elite fits my personal preferences. And um, that's your exactly, that's your next step. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Elite, but uh, going up in, you know, in caliber of quality and stuff like that. Um, and especially because, you know, we're, we tend to like to put in for some archery hunts. You know, we're getting more and more involved in archery hunts. Yeah. We still love primitive muzzleloader um, and muzzleloader hunting, period. Um, but but, you've, but got, I've got my, you've got that. I've got my weapon You on went that from one. your lower caliber borrowed muzzleloader. Yeah, I started. So to, to give you the background on that, I started with a 50, 50 caliber muzzleloader. I don't even remember what. It was. It was my sister-in-law's. The mm-hmm. first elk that we shot um, together, it was just a low-end, borrowed fifty caliber. Did, did the job, open sights, mm-hmm. all of that. I went from that to, you know, I bought uh, a flintlock and really enjoyed that flintlock. But then, I, uh, you know, my, again, I took that next step. I went and bought me a Lyman. 
and a, it it um it fits me. It was my next step. Yeah. And that gun will last me the rest of my life. Yeah. And the cool thing about that is or or the interesting thing I should I guess I should say is You've taken that next step on your muzzleloader. Yes, I'm still on the borrowed yes. muzzleloader. I haven't, I haven't taken that step. But that's 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 where individuality comes into hunting, and, and it, it, I find it extremely interesting um, topic. Um, I I love the primitive muzzleloader hunting. You're the one that got me into it. Mm-hmm. I love the archery hunting. That's I I loved archery hunt. I got you, I drug you into archery hunting, and so. I'm a step behind you in that primitive muzzleloader hunting, and you're the step behind me in archery hunting. Exactly. I, I find it fascinating. It is. Um, and so, and Dedon's just playing catch up and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, you're exactly uh, right. I, Getting... I, I say that, but actually, Dedon is probably two steps ahead of us in rifle. He's yeah. got. He's got. Buku guns that oh, yeah. will do he's, the long range got, and all of yeah, that. He, so I, I I say that he's he's a step behind. He's not. He we all we each have our chosen um, preference mm-hmm. and and we've drug each other into this we've, conglomerate of of what we like to do. We've drugged Deedon and and we give Deedon a lot of crap, but I love Deedon to death. Um, we've drugged Deedon into this close range hunting. And and he loves long range shooting. Yeah. And I could care less about it. <laughs> or couldn't care less about it. Sorry. Uh, but uh, you know we've drug him into this primitive muzzleloader, this this you know archery, and he he's done archery. Don't get me wrong, but we've drug him into this get close, and he's just not he's just not used to it. Yeah. Um, he's a great hunter. Uh, I've I've seen him do some amazing things out in the field, but um, he can't shoot shit at ten yards. <laughs> <laughs> we we know that outside know of a hundred, he's a, he's he's, he's, he's great. But inside of a hundred, man, that boy's got some problems. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're exactly right. So your your weapon is your number one tool in the field, hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got questions about your weapon and there is nothing worse than not being confident with your weapon in the field. You, you have to be confident. Well, and I'm, I'm confident in what I have. I just know myself. Yeah. To an extent, to an extent. And I just know my, I know myself well enough to know that my skills are ready for a higher caliber bow. Yeah. I can't, I can't progress any further in in what I'm doing as far as archery hunting yep. without taking that step. Yep. I know that. And we both know we may never draw this caliber of a tag again. Yeah. We may never in our lives draw a 2B type hunt again. It is great fortune that we've managed to draw two of these tags. So you want to give yourself the best chance possible. And you're 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 confident out to forty yards with the bow, with the bow that you have, but you may see that big two hundo at sixty, mm-hmm. and and neither of us want to be tempted to take an unethical shot that we aren't comfortable with. Um, 
just because it's a big deer and and that is a testing situation i know you know anybody that's hunted knows that when that when that grande steps out there that is when our ethics get tested that's when our morals when our judgment gets truly tested is when that big animal is standing there and we if we put ourselves in the best situation possible then we can generally succeed yeah um be that be that deciding not to take the shot or being 100 percent confident because when you pull that trigger you should know i'm I'm going to kill that animal i'm a i'm a subscriber and i can't remember who said it but i'm i'm a subscriber to the to, to the statement of um luck is where preparation and opportunity meet yep and so why not give yourself every opportunity that you get? Yep. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've got my bow. Um, you touched on it. You need to get your bow as quick as possible so you have all the time you need to get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Because just the bow itself is not going to make you any better shot. No. It's going to be time with that bow. The tool, the tool is only as good as the operator. Yeah. So lots of shots, you know, so, so getting that thing, getting that in, that's, that's your number one priority. Um, the scouting, um, we, we've, we've got that done. Yeah. Um, we've hunted it before. We know right where we're going. Uh, we know the hillside we're going to be hunting, the ridge that we're going to be hunting, the general area that we're going to be hunting for the most part. Um, so really scouting this year is there's not going to be much to it. I've, I've done some e-scouting already. I'm going to do some more because like you said, preparation and opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, just because we got a pretty firm grasp on where we're going to be hunting doesn't mean that I can't, uh, you know, get the topos out and just learn more about it. Yeah. Uh, I think, the the last time we had this tag, I was doing some more general scouting, mm-hmm. um, and I was picking areas for us to hunt. We're going to hunt this area, and if it's no good, we're going to hunt this area, and if it's no good, we're going to hunt this area. So th- this year we know that the the two or three specific areas that we're going to be hunting, and so what I can do is now I can go into those specific areas and really detail yeah you know really pinpoint i can really go over them with a fine tooth comb and and check elevations and find benches and find water and find pathways and and all of that kind of stuff um and and that's going to be probably my i'm gonna i'm uh, well i'm not going to say that's going to be my next move because that's going to be something i'm doing from now until then i'm gonna i'm gonna spend a little bit of time uh here and there um doing that um aside from that it's going to be uh gearless what do we need to take uh you kind of hit on it earlier like what's in my pack and that's not necessarily that because we've got we've got our gear we know what we're going to take um well i was going to say we we've been there before the the our, our camp setup is not going to change because it was phenomenal. Yeah, we had a, we set a phenomenal camp last yep. time, 
and it'll be the same and hopefully the exact same spot. Yeah. Um, and that'll be another thing that I'll, I'll look at as a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what if, I was going to say. If we get there and somebody else is in our camping spot, we're going to want to have somewhere close yeah. that we can go. Yeah. Um, granted, the, the you know, um, so so that's a, a big priority is making sure that we have an alternate spot that has access to our areas. Um, but kind of like you, um, with needing your bow, we've got the gear that we have. We've been on this hunt before. So what I'll start, what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start looking at, okay, what gear do we have and what gear can I get if I need to get anything that will improve our opportunity? Yeah. Um, so, so that's going to be kind of, like you said, these things are expensive. You know, I kind of work on this uh, philosophy of, like, I do a lot of carpentry. Uh, and with each project I do, I buy a new tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a $5 tool. It could be a $100 tool. Um, I usually kind of try and keep it job specific. Um, and I kind of keep the tool in scale with the project. If it's a large project, I typically get a larger tool that I need specific to to building that project. Right. I, I try and do hunting the same way. Um, and because this is a, I mean, not necessarily a larger hunt, it, but it's a higher quality hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, the The... The hunting item that I will make a purchase on will be in scale to the hunt. Right. Um, so I'll have to. Uh, yours is obviously a bow. Right. Um, so so that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through and see um, what do I need that will make this a better hunt. Um, I have a pretty good idea. It's going to be a pack. Um. And we, you got to do that early, like you said, because you got to budget for it. You got to yeah. plan. You got to save. You got to make sure you have. I don't. I don't have the money to just go and buy the pack I want. Um, so I've got to save a little bit for it. But uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's what it's going to be. Is that pack? Um, what that'll allow me to do is stay out all day. I won't have to come in. Yeah. Won't need to come in for lunch. Um, and then if I get an animal, I don't have to come back to camp and then go back out to get it. I can take care of it, put it in my pack, bring it in. Yeah. Um, so that 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 kind of goes with that whole gear, looking at your gear and seeing what you need, what you have to have. The pack isn't something I have to have, but I have my good bow. Mm-hmm. I have good binoculars. I have a good range finder. I have good boots. I have good clothes. Um uh, I've got a good knife, although you can never have enough good knives. Um, Truth. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, not saying that that's how everybody out there has to, has to, you know, do their stuff, but that's kind of how I do mine, you know, one piece of gear per hunt. We can't afford to do it all at once. Yeah. So just that one little piece of gear at a time. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking that that's probably, I'll, I'll review it, you know, but, but I'm thinking that's probably the way I'm going to go as a new pack. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of hard because 
like we were talking about, we've we've done that hunt before, so there's so many knowns about it. Um, mm-hmm. it. The the tough part is getting outside of your head and not hanging your hat on the hunt that you had before, and yeah. trying to think outside the box of, okay, it's a different year, it's a totally different situation. These things are the same, yeah. But what do what else do I need to prepare for? Um, you know, for me probably the next the next thought I had on it was um, as it gets closer this is not going to be a this summer type of deal but as it gets closer as the hunting season progresses you can be dang sure that I'm going to reach out to the game wardens over there and, and ask them what's happening on the ground yep. you can do all the e-scouting that you want uh, yep. it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to change our mind but if I hear that you know they're doing a thinning project in a certain area uh, that that may change the area that we had planned on being in or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so you need to get some of that on the ground knowledge. Yeah. yeah. We can't just expect everything to be the same. Like, like we, like we just, like we talked about with continue plan, contingency plan for the camp. Mm-hmm. Um, we may get there and they may be doing logging in that area and we're blown up. So we have to have more areas and we do, you know, the, that's the fortunate thing about hunting in places that you have hunted before. Um, you begin to know areas. We've got friends. You've got uh, ex, you know, business associates that you that you worked with um, up there, um, and all of that knowledge. That we're not going to neglect that because we've hunted there before. We've we've got to keep it up. We've got to make sure that we um, same thing preparation mm-hmm. um, that we that we've done everything we can to give ourselves the best opportunity. Um, Another thing to think about is, and this is something that can change, you know, as we go through the hunting season, if, if, uh, my elk season is unsuccessful, Maggie's antelope season is unsuccessful. If we keep having, if, if we end up having unsuccessful hunts and the freezer runs thin, you know, going into it right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. My thoughts are uh, squarely. 160 or better. Yeah. I'm not a trophy hunter. I, I, you know, I've I've said it a hundred times. My trophy case is my freezer, but I'm a hunter and a mule deer hunter and any mule deer hunter who's passionate wants that big mule deer hanging on his wall. Yeah. And you don't off. Although I say you can take a trophy deer out of any unit in the state. They're there. It's just how hard you're willing to work for it. Um, you don't often get the opportunity at a great unit like this. Yeah. And and what this unit is going to provide is more opportunity than most of the units in the state. Um, so going into it right now, that's what I'm thinking is minimum 160, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even bigger. And, and, Anybody that's researched mule deer hunting, um, that has read books about mule deer hunting, listened to podcasts about mule deer hunting, they all know you're not going to kill the big bucks without passing up the small ones. Right. Um, and I know personally that you have such a, I mean, you you struggle with that. I do. I uh, do. You you are you are one who I can say. Uh, with without hesitation um 
kind of epitomized the don't shoot on the last day what you would pe- or don't pass up on the first day what you would shoot on the last day kind of person. Yeah. Um, I, on the other hand, have no problem passing up bucks. No. And so I know for you that that is an internal struggle that you, that you're having to mentally work with because exactly. You never know what the circumstances are going to be. You've seen me pass up a deer. I have. And you've seen me walk away with nothing because of it. Yep. Um, and it bothered me. You know, I walked away going, man, so it was a four corn. It was a buck, Mm -hmm. you know? And the thing about it is, and this is an interesting thing. A lot of people that will pass up deers, they're not, they're not, typically passing up deer because well some of them are just looking for a bigger deer some of them don't want to stop hunting mm-hmm. to me that's really the only reason i would pass up a deer is because i don't want to stop hunting yeah but i get to keep hunting even if i shoot a deer day one i'm not going to bail on you and Dedon. yeah i'm going to stay with you guys so i still get to keep hunting yeah um, even if I'm not pulling the trigger, I'm still going out with you guys. I'm still part of the hunt. Uh, roles may change a little bit, but I'm still there. Yeah. Um, so, so you're, you're exactly right. It is a struggle that I have, uh, passing up deer, but this year, um, I, I do have it firmly in my head right now that that's what I'm looking at. And the struggle is going to be if I'm unsuccessful with my elk hunt and Maggie's unsuccessful with her antelope hunt. And that's my last opportunity at putting some meat in the freezer. Yeah. How am I going to handle that? So I've got to prepare myself for that. And and it's good to know going in, our first elk hunt, uh, we hunted a couple days by ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we went out with your brother. Mm-hmm. And I'll, ne- I'll never forget this because we were sitting down and we were talking about what was going to happen. And he said, the first thing I need to know is who's shooting first. Mm-hmm. And we didn't... Uh, we didn't really answer him automatically. And then he said, well, what are you looking for? And you said, I would like a five buyer better. And I said, any legal elk. Mm-hmm. There he goes. <laughs> and he said, you're shooting first and Kyle, you shoot second. Yeah. Um, and it, it stuck with me. And I did. I shot a little four by four bull elk that most people have killed deer with bigger antlers. <laughs> um, filled the freezer. But I filled the freezer. And it was my first bull elk, and your first bull elk was shot 15 minutes later and was a little 5 by 5 Yeah. And that's why he set it up that way. Um, but it's important to know going in those those prerequisites. You know, who's shooting first? We There's three of us hunting. Um, one of them gets a little trigger happy. Um, but, but we typically know, okay, this is what we're looking for. And if I can express that to you, it's very easy for you to say, that's not what you want, Rodney. Mm-hmm. You know, you've said 160 or better. That's clearly 140 or less. Let's keep moving. You know, and the same for me. If you tell me, I want meat, Rodney. I'm going to shoot a forky. And you see a forky and you think, well, it's the second day. I can tell you. Dude, you said you were going to shoot that. Yeah. Shoot it. Yep. You know, and that's what hunting buddies do is they help each other out in the field. Um, so it's important to understand and know what you're after. And and then try your best to keep that goal throughout the hunt. Yeah. Um, and then also knowing if if that's my goal, if let's let's say I'm 160 or better, don't be disappointed when you go home with nothing. Yep. 
Absolutely. You, you have to have that mindset. You have to be okay going empty handed, going home empty handed. If that's your, if that's your set goal. Yeah. So, um, it's something, it, it, it seems like it's a trivial part of preparation, but it's really not. It's a very important one. Um, it's just as important, and we make light of it, me, you, and Didon have our own roles in camp. Each person does this, that, or the other, and it works because we know and, and we've prepared for it. And so you know first thing in the morning, you've got to get up and stoke the fire. Mm-hmm. Get the fire going and get the place warm. Me and Didon aren't getting our butts out of bed until it's warm. Especially Didon. And that's your job. I get up and I cook. Yep. You know, and I've got meal ready. And then, and then you and Dion get up and we eat. Dion's doing the dishes, and me and you are getting the truck ready to go. Yeah, you know, and and so have again preparation, having all of that stuff decided, and everybody understanding their roles, everybody knowing what they want. It, it's all just as important. It's all a part of the puzzle that is that hunt. Yeah. So each piece has its place, yeah. and and knowing for sure what you want, what you're expectations are for the hunt or, or um, what your goal is for the hunt, knowing that before you go into it, it'll also help you prepare uh, because if I'm knowing that that's what I want, I've got to look for and scout for areas that that are going to hold, hold those types of yeah, deer. Absolutely. If you have a different goal, then I'm going to need to scout for areas for that specific kind. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's important to know it up front. So so that's something that I've got. I don't I don't know what your um, expectations are or what Dedon's are. I'm sure Dedon's is going to be kill a deer. Yeah. Because <laughs> he kind of needs to get that done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. And and in speaking about my expectations, I. We, we've talked about before, um, you know, the stages of hunting, the the limiting out, the uh, all that stuff. I'm pretty sure I skipped several of those stages, and I'm I'm at the place where I just really enjoy the experience and want to share that with others. Um, so that that makes it really easy for me because um, I don't know that I'm going to go into it with I want a 160 or better. Would I like a 160? Yes. Uh, I will probably pass Forkies because, uh, you know, uh, just what I, my, my philosophy has always been, I wouldn't mind something that was a little bit bigger than the one I had last time. Yeah. So makes it easy for me because uh, like you said, Dino's probably going to come in. I need to kill a deer. And so yep. we can say, let's get you a deer. Let's get you a deer. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <sighs> Like I said a little bit a little bit earlier in podcast, it's it's in, it's an interesting mindset to go through because we have quite a bit of this that's that's already kind of set, mm-hmm. and so thinking outside the box and thinking what you need to be prepared for is is a little bit more difficult on yeah. this one, um, just because we like being prepared. Yeah. Um, so I I can't really think of anything else at this time that that I can just throw out there and say I need to be prepared for that. Um, in my mind, it really kind of boils down to 
You got to be flexible. The only thing I can think of is making sure that everything is in place at home when I when I leave the house. Yeah. Uh, making sure that it, it's going to be an easy easy enough time for my wife that you know she's not going to hold a grudge and and she won't. She'll she'll be well. Yeah. Well, if she does, it's her own fault because I will have made sure she knows this is when I'm leaving. Uh, it. The only difficult thing that I have that I have to prepare for, and I know this, um, and I knew it when we drew, is there's going to be a. I'm going to have to leave the hunt, yep. and get a flight to for work, and I'm going to be gone for five days during the hunt, and then I, and then I'd have to come back, and so yep. that's the only real preparation. The only. I guess you could talk about physical preparation that needs to be done is I've got to have that stuff locked in. Yeah. And I've pretty much already done that. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, <clears throat> that goes back to the, you know, time, kind of the time off time at the off. beginning. Yeah. Now, Absolutely. um, in that scenario, you know, that's, uh, we're seamless. Maybe not all hunting groups are seamless. You know, we're pretty seamless. So you're going to, you're going to bail out of there. You're going to go do your thing and you're going to come back and it's just going to be one flow. I mean, of course we would love to have you there for the whole hunt. Um, but in doing that, you know, uh, for others out there, you need to keep in mind how that affects the whole camp, Mm -hmm. how, how it affects everything, because it it does, it does bring, it it changes roles. It changes, you know, a lot of things that go on. It's it's important for me to let you guys know that. Because now you can exactly. start thinking about, okay, are we going to stay the whole hunt? Or is that a good break for us all to go home and maybe get a shower, get a little bit of rest, and come back yeah. and do that? So yeah, I don't I don't know what you're – I know you're not. <laughs> but it's good to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I said, our group is seamless. Um, there's just no issues. You know, there's no animosity, no problems. So – we can roll right through that stuff. There's probably not all groups are like that. Um, so, so keep that in mind, but yeah, if you have extenuating circumstances, share that with your hunting buddies so they know. And, and, uh, uh, last minute changes suck. They do. They suck bad. Um, sometimes there's no, no way it can be helped, but, but if you, again, preparation, man, everything is preparation. If you're prepared for it, we know Kyle's leaving. We know when he has to leave. We know when he's coming back. Um, so me and Dion will be on our own, and me and Dion can prepare now for those five days that you'll be gone mm-hmm. and make sure that we have everything we need. Uh, and, and that's an important – so there's an important factor right there um, that, again, we're seamless. We don't really notice a lot of the things. But to others, um, if you're hunting in a group – like, yours at the time, yours was the only four-wheel drive. Now, of course, this year we're going to have three four-wheel drives. <laughs> um, but at the, at the last time we hunted that, yours was the only four-wheel drive. We wouldn't have been making it a lot of places in my truck or Dedon's truck. Yeah. So if you'd have left for five days, we'd have been like, well, crap. <laughs> you know, it's going to kind of screw things up. Yeah. But, um. You know, if if the guy leaving is the one that has the tent and he has to take it with him, you know, you know these are things that you've got to prepare for. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, you're going to leave. You're going to come back. Ain't nothing going to change. We're going to be out there hunting. Um, and you're just going to miss five days. Yeah. Um, but for others, you know, meal prep, 
those kind of things are going to take a little bit of a, uh, a change, but, um, meal prep, that's, I'm not getting into meal prep, that steak and eggs times 10. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It's a great meal plan. I used to kind of fret over meals and Dana made it real easy for me. Real easy. Uh, I think I've told that story, but I'll tell it again because I love it. I, I, we just driving down the road and I do a lot of my thinking when I'm driving down the road. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I can roll that stuff over my head and then when I get to a place I can write it down or I can, you know, put it into my spreadsheet or whatever. Um, and I was driving down the road with my wife and I handed her a piece of paper and I said, all right, I'm going to start listing off some meals and I want you to write this down. And I'm going through, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have this, this night and this, this morning, and I'm going to have this, this night and this, this morning. And, um, I get done, and she hands me the list, and I look at it, and oh, it you, says... No, you didn't even get done. You were like halfway through, yeah, the, and you, she and just she tosses it She hands me the, the list, and I look at the list, and it says steak and eggs times 10, steak and taters times 10. And I was like, let's go buy some steak. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, uh, that makes it real easy. Um, but, you know, there, there's other things, you know, like we've... we've, we've uh, uh, this whole pandemic thing throws throws things into a whack. Like right now, you can't get mountain house meals. Yeah, it's very very hard to get mountain house meals because they're all bought up. Yep. Um, so you might have to start. You know, I I know because we have the new little jet boil. Um, we're gonna be doing some mountain house out there because it's just easy. I mean, we we bail from camp. Sometime in the morning, we have a little mountain house breakfast at a nice little lull during the day, and then we have some lunch. Uh, we'll probably still do dinner at camp. Yeah. But I know we're going to be doing Mountain House, so I kind of got to start now Yeah. getting the meals that I know we're going to need for that time because um, we don't know when they're going to become available again. Yeah. You know, you can get one or two here and there, but you can't just – used to you could just get online and order say, a bucket of six, and well, and like you, you can't do And that. like you said, it's actually good that we sit down and talk about this because – that will change camp a little bit because mm-hmm. we used to, I mean, we used to used to get up and cook breakfast and do all that. Now it's just going to be, will be a little bit easier to get up a little bit later and yeah. be able to just throw that in pack. So that'll be nice. It's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it's a trade off. Yeah. Uh, the mountain house is going to cost a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. So you have to budget for that. Yep. But, uh, so much easier. Uh, absolutely. So much easier. Yeah. You know? So, um, well guys, I think, um, we're getting to the point where we're running out of steam here, but I think it was a, a good podcast to talk about um, just the the mental process that we go through. Uh, you, you got your own individual stuff. Yeah. You figure out what works for you. Yeah. Um, but hopefully at least this discussion was somewhat helpful, helpful to you, get you a little bit motivated, get you thinking about your hunt. Um, if you're not already, yeah. Hopefully you already are, and you're already getting getting stuff done. Uh, but uh, sure, uh, appreciate you guys listening, and hope you hope you keep listening. Um, shoot us a comment, shoot us a question. We'd be happy to to answer any uh, any fan questions. Yep. Um, and we will catch you on the next episode. Happy hunting. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com.
Adios. Adios.